Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Trey White is out. So what do the Bills do now going forward? Is Josh Allen different this year or have expectations just gone up? And don't look now, but the Patriots are a problem. All that's coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Mike Catalana, I'm Jenna Cottrell. Dan Fates joining us. Please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. If you enjoy our content, we've just hit 11,000 subscribers. We're really excited about that. A couple things to get into. The Bills kind of on a baby buy as they get ready to face off against the evil empire of the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. Let's start with Trey White, though. Obviously, he's done for the season now, tearing his ACL. Mike, what do the Bills do in this situation, and who can they go to? Because, obviously, there's plenty of left season left in the regular season, and this is a team, we have those expectations. What do they do now? Well, you don't replace Trey White. You don't pop another player in there and say he's replacing Trey White. He's playing the position And then you work around it. And Dane Jackson's going to get that shot. It's pretty obvious in that case. But I think there's a lot of different things you can do. I think he, you know, certainly gets an opportunity to prove that he can play. They thought enough of him to allow him to compete with Levi Wallace in the preseason. But we know Levi's just been that guy, hard to unseat. But that's trying to unseat Levi Wallace. I mean, you're talking about Trey White here. So I think Dane Jackson plays, but it's, and I'm going to sound like McDermott here, he's 111. And you have guys on that team that can help him. You have a great safety pair. (laughs) Levi's a starter who's been around. And you need more out of your pass rush in order to help your corners. So it's the rest of the defense that's got to step up for him. Yeah, it changes the way that teams now will attack the Bills defense. Because for the longest time, I remember talking to Warren Sharp that pretty much for a while, it's been that wherever, whatever side Trey White's on, they pretty much you can eliminate that side of the field. So that, that that's going to be a big thing. But to Mike's point, I, I, Levi, what I call him, the 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 penny that won't go away, that's stuck in your shoe. Like he's earned it. He's you know he's done enough. And again, I thought Dane Jackson played well, filling in for the for the little bit that he was uh, on Thanksgiving. On you know he showed glimpses at times. So this is. You, you're kind of stuck. We're after the trade deadline. You're kind of stuck with what got you here at this yeah. point. And whether that's, um, you know, Saran Neal playing more nickel or what, where you move Taron Johnson, I don't know. But it, it's going to fall more on, too, on Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, who have had not just Pro Bowl caliber seasons, but but talking about all pro caliber seasons, the way they have played so well. And mm-hmm. the secondary has been such a a staple of of this Bills defense and it falls more on those guys and I think they should be and are able to pick up. And Jenna, I wanted to add one thing and then ask your opinion. Dan mentions Taron Johnson and a lot mm-hmm. of people have, have sent me messages and I'll say, what about putting him out there? He's their second best corner. He just plays in the slot, in my yeah. opinion. I think he's one of the best slot corners in the league. You don't just shove him on the outside yeah. because he's a good player. His strength is on the inside. That's the mm-hmm. way where he plays. 
you know, again, they mix different coverages and do different things. But Jenna, I don't know what you think. I, you know, I don't think you just, then I think you're messing up two positions. Yeah. I think you're almost creating a problem. Another problem that didn't already exist. Look, Taron Johnson has had a great season so far, and he's one of those players that we've kind of seen under McDermott take those strides. And I know last year, a lot of fans were frustrated with him, but you've seen him kind of grow into his own. And I, I agree. I don't think you just put him on the outside and say, all right, the problem is fixed. Obviously the bills like to play in nickel quite a bit. And Taron Johnson has offered you that comfort level. Um, I'm curious to see what Dane Jackson does do because he wasn't bad against the Saints finishing that game out, but we also know it really wasn't that much of a competition between Levi and him in the training in during training camp. I know that's what we talked about, um, but it seemed like Levi had kind of shored up that job pretty early on. Um, and he is a younger guy, but what the Bills are going to ask him to do and what they're going to need him to do makes me a little nervous considering. But, I mean, Trey White, you can't, like you said, you, you just you can't replace a player like that and what he brings. And I just, I'm concerned for, Dan, like you mentioned, like teams are going to attack the Bills differently now. Yeah, it's as well as teams in the past that can run the ball and get ahead can also have shown they can run the ball right down the Bills' throat. Now, we still don't know. I know I've gotten a lot of messages this week just about when is Spencer Brown returning? When is Starla Tubalay coming back? Massive pieces, very important pieces. I don't know. Yeah. And, and when they come back, how will they be? I don't know. We saw Deion Dawkins. Now, again, we have no idea the condition that Spencer Brown or Starla Tubalay are in. We're not doctors. We don't have that, at, at, we don't have that level of information. Mm -hmm. But you saw Dion take weeks to get back up to form and to the point where Sean McDermott's like, he's not ready. Like he's not NFL ready. And so you also have to wonder when star comes back, when Spencer Brown comes back, you have no idea what COVID did to their body. So yeah. again, big things are happening here. Again, the bills, like you had talked about earlier in the year that a lot of times the bills um, defenses are built like inside out. The bills defense is built from the back up. And so it's just so much more pressure on that side because the Bills have had weaknesses with physical run teams and physical mm -hmm. run game. Now there's going to be another chink in the armor of where can they, they can kind of get picked apart a little bit potentially in the passing game. Yeah, it, it hurts them. There's no question. But you mentioned the D-line. Look, they got to step up, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Ed Oliver played really well on Thanksgiving night. That's great. You mentioned getting star back or whatever. We saw flashes from Rousseau early in the year. It's been kind of quiet. You know, I saw Jerry Hughes get in there once on Thursday. You need plays out of Jerry. Like Mario Addison has played well, yeah. again, in spots. But you need more. Um, I mean, to simplify it, Dan says you take away half the field. You're right. And the other part is, you know, he can cover. Trey can cover. And he can cover for a while. You don't expect the same thing out of Dane Jackson. So you got to get pressure quicker. And then to flip to the other side, here's a way you can help the defense score more points, right? That helps. Be better on offense. And they they were good the other night. They certainly got going and they played well, but they do have an offense that can put 30 up on anybody and that'll help your defense. I'm not saying you got to get in shootouts all the time just because Trey White's not on the field, but right. you're going to probably need to score a little bit more. It's going to need that help. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's... It's a really good point, and it's just it's so hard because it's it's Trey, especially having having this happen in New Orleans and Louisiana. It was just it was such a tough 
tough thing to see. Um, but the Bills obviously getting that big win over the Saints. And look, the Saints are a pretty injured team like we talked about. But, you know, Josh Allen having a good night. There were those two uh, interceptions that he had, but four touchdowns for him, uh, touchdown passes. Like what? <clears throat> it's funny because we saw in 2020, you know, Allen kind of explode onto the scene and everyone talking about MVP caliber season and, and what he brought and, you know, just the efficiency in which this offense moved. And this year, you know, they're seven and four so far in the season. Dan, do you think Allen is having as good of a season as last year? No, no, and I, and I don't think that's unrealistic. I remember I was talking in the preseason and during the offseason that, like, hey, he could take a step back and like still be a good team. That's what they're doing. Like that—that's what this is. He has taken a small step back. It's not a massive step back, but I talked to Mike about this after the game in New in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Got it. New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, just the fact of, I remember last year, the Bills started out 3-0, and and it was like, okay, like this team's playing well and stuff. And I remember like sitting here, like doing these podcasts and saying like, this team is going to go as far as Josh takes them. Like that, that was it. Yeah. This year's team is going to go as far as Josh takes them. The defense is better. There is no question about that. They are playing at the Sean McDermott caliber, top three, top five defense that we're used to. We didn't see that at the beginning of last year, and Josh carried them. But push comes to shove, it is still going to go as far as Josh Allen takes them. It's a quarterback-driven league, and Josh last year covered up a lot of flaws mm-hmm. with the team, whether it was the defense, whether it was just winning games 35-33 or, or something like that, or the offensive line wasn't great, like little things like that. Nobody cared about a balanced offensive attack last year when Josh Allen was a, you know, was a candidate for MVP. That's the difference, that when the Bills have lost this year, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh Titans. He played well. I can't really put it on him there. Josh hasn't played well in losses. Like shocker. The bills, when the bills, when Josh Allen plays well, the bills play well, Mike. Yeah, it, that's true. Um, yeah. Cause he was really, I mean, good in the Arizona game. He almost won it uh, alone. Uh, not that Titans game. Everybody was bad in that Titans game. We're talking about in 2020 and, uh, and the, Chiefs. That, the Kansas city game was whatever, but Hey, Jenna, They've got four losses already. They had three all of last year in the regular season. Mm-hmm. It was easy last year. Everything was. This year it hasn't been. It's been yeah. it's been different. I think it starts with the offensive line. The offensive line last year was uh, not still not great, but they were steady. Yeah. Uh, when they've been bad, they've been really bad. Correct. And they can't run the ball at all with the backs. Now, it was <laughs> a little bit better against te- yeah. um, uh, the Saints. New Orleans, yeah. but – it was not, it's still not great. I mean, Josh was still their best runner, uh, you know, most productive runner, but yeah, but the expectations are higher for him. They are because he established himself as an MVP guy mm-hmm. and he could still win the MVP. I mean, you know, it's just the way it is in this league, yeah. but at the same time, uh, this team is in a position, uh, that they're going to need more out of him. The other night's a good example. Like he had one really bad mistake in that game but the rest of the game i mean he was pretty good i was a little iffy on the second interception i know he got hit i think he's got to be thinking more of circumstances and taking the three points it didn't matter against trevor simeon and company because they weren't coming back yeah but you can't make those kind of mistakes and give up the points um but the rest of the game he was really good he and Diggs were really good so we judge him differently that game in 2019 we would have said great 2020 average at best with you know 2021 we're like he made a mistake so that's but that's the way it goes when you get paid and you're considered one of the top guys yeah 
No, I can completely agree. When well, you, I, I, you were dying to say something. <laughs> well, well, two things. One, for the fact of like Bills fans and like this, like Brita jump-started this rushing attack. The Bills averaged 3.5 yards per carry against the Saints. Like it wasn't like it. And like Devin Singletary had, he led the team. He was one yard ahead of, of, of Josh Allen. He had 11 carries for 45 yards. And everybody's like, wow. It's like, I tried to find his good runs. He'd have an 11 yard run and then lose. He would get hit. He got hit like three times when he was getting the ball on a handoff. I yeah. give Singletary this. He broke tackles. He ran mm-hmm. hard. He was impactful in the second half. Not a huge amount, but he was good. He had some and, and he gave them – look, if you get that out of the backs, if they got – what was it, a combined 70-some-odd yards out yeah. of the backs, the two of them, and Josh is running, as we talked about, because mm-hmm. he adds so much Correct. when he runs like that. He does. I'm yeah. fine with that. Again, we're talking about the Saints – they're all beaten up. They're not good, and their offense wasn't going to do anything. But starting this week, eh, that narrow yeah. changes because you got to score some more. Well, it's like we talk about a running game, and people are like, why can't they run the ball like the Titans when they had Derrick Henry? Or why can't they run like Jonathan Taylor? It's like Jonathan Taylor isn't having the season if he was in Buffalo behind this offensive line. They're just not built to run block and be physical enough. Barry Sanders wouldn't run for – he'd struggle to run for 100 yards behind this, uh, this system and scheme. I'm just saying, like, people think that, like, Breida's, Breida in this offense is going to be like, oh, Breida's the, the guy that sparks this running game. It ain't happening. This running yeah. game is what it is. I get I totally agree to your point. You can still run the ball impactfully, but Devin Singletary is not going to have a 100-yard game anytime soon, and neither yeah. is Matt Breida. By the way, it is going to be interesting, though, because I don't see any reason why they don't go into the game Monday night with Breida and Singletary as the backs. I don't think yeah. Moss Dress is in the game. Yeah. I I actually agree with that. Dan, you're not convinced? I mean, they made a decision to not play Moss, and both of those backs were okay. They did what they wanted. They mm-hmm. did what they wanted them to do. I don't think he makes a change. I agree. And look, I wasn't even trying to get into the whole running game thing. I think Dan's right. right. They need to run it that well at least. It'll help. But it comes it, down yeah. to Josh. It just comes down to him. It, and, and that's what I'm saying is it comes down to Josh. When the Bills lose, it's Dable didn't call plays well. It's they got no running game. It's the offensive line stinks. It's okay to say Josh played bad. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's okay to say that at times. And Josh, guess what? He has said that. He said he yeah. played like poop. Like he he's admitted that after games, that he's played bad. Why can't we just say like, hey, Josh has got to play better. And the yeah. team wins when Josh yeah. plays better. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, I completely agree. It is just funny to see how much the goalposts have been moved back from year to yep. year to year. Like over the course of his four years in Buffalo, I feel like it's been leaps and bounds, and especially with way last year went. Yeah. I mean, now the expectations, they are just higher, and it, and it makes yeah. sense. I Isn't that great agree. to see in Buffalo? Yeah. Isn't it, it great is. that you have a quarterback that's that good and can be great all the time? and the expectations are that high. And that's not hot take unfair. Like I said, the other night, hated that first throw. It was very similar to the first pick he threw against the Colts. What's mm-hmm. the difference in those two games? The Saints are terrible. And then the Colts just ran them over. That yeah. interception was bad. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Bad read, bad decision. It didn't cost them the Colts game, but it hurt. It hurt a lot yeah. early in the game. Uh, it didn't hurt them in the Saints game because they were going to run that team over, and they did. So now that they have New England and then Tampa and then New England again and those teams, yeah, then you you don't want those mistakes because the margin of error becomes smaller. Yeah, and looking ahead at that schedule, 
I'm I'm anxious to see how this bill seam stacks up. They have Monday night against the Patriots. Obviously, New England now the top seed in the AFC East after they beat the Titans. Titans a banged up team, but still, I mean, Dan, New England's won six straight games. Like they didn't. I feel like they didn't sneak up on anyone. They've just been consistently, fundamentally, really solid. They're not going to beat themselves. So we're recording this show and Sunday evening after the Titans win, and I am going back and forth between my mentions, acting like Jon Snow in the gif of Game of Thrones where everybody's charging at me because I said the Patriots are a problem. They are a problem. I did not say the Patriots are unbeatable. I didn't even say they're a Super Bowl caliber team. They're not. They are what the Bills want to be in the sense that they have been consistent for nearly two months. Mm -hmm. The Bills haven't been able to be consistent for two weeks, Weeks. let alone two months. The New England Patriots are physical. They are well coached. They don't make mistakes. And guess what? Yes, they did beat up some bad teams that were injured along the way. But you know what they did? They are a good team that beats bad teams convincingly. The Bills have not had many of those games, especially against bad teams. The Patriots, say what you want about them. They lead the league in point differential. That was the Bills stats earlier on this year. They were the best. The Patriots have won their last five games by... 152 points. They are a problem. They can get after the quarterback. They can run the ball and they play smart. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. They're a problem. No question about it. Yeah. Uh, so Dan, then you, you did predict them to go win the super bowl and win the rest of the games. Is that what you said? Cause they, yeah. they were coming at you, man. People were coming at you like, Oh, Oh really? Like the Titans, the banged up Titans <laughs> team. And I, and I go a Titans team that would know without Julio, without AJ Brown, all this stuff. Where were the Bills fans on Thanksgiving saying you beat Trevor Simeon without Kamara, without Mark Ingram, without Michael mm-hmm. Thomas, and their starting right tackle? Bills fans take the wins, but it's it's a lot to say to be throwing hey, shade at the Patriots. I mm-hmm. would say this. I, you had them coming at you. There's always somebody. I think most Bills fans are very worried about the Patriots, and yeah. they should be. You know, we, we asked about that game, and I said, you know, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm – I want the Titans to win. I'm not worried about a number one seed here. I'm worried about winning the division. You know, and then people, some people, even some people in the media, they were like, yeah, you got your chance right in front of you to prove you're better. You beat them twice. Look, the odds are in favor of those two teams splitting the two games, yeah, right? Agreed. They're both really good. They're tough. If you said that right now, that's an edge to the Bills mm-hmm. in the fact that they, because they have one more division win, uh, you know, because they, the Patriots lost to the Dolphins. But right now the Patriots are slightly ahead of them. And, you know, it's that game against the Titans is really important, right? They won it. The Bills lost to the Titans. Um, so, I mean, you got to finish tied or a game ahead of them in order to win the division. So the idea of thinking about one seeds, which, you know, I'm not even worried about the Titans holding on to the one seeds, even if they won the game today. I just don't see them right now as that kind of team. And look, Mac Jones was really good. Like he made a couple mistakes, threw the ball into traffic a few times, but the ball comes out, he sees the field, and just like Dan said, he's a problem. I'll equate the quarterback and the team on both sides. Josh is better than Mac Jones. The Bills are better as an overall team than the Patriots. 100%. But Mac Jones and the Patriots are a problem, and the hoodie has the exact team he wants. Albert Breer tweeted it out today saying – People around the league are saying they're well coached, they're smart, they're efficient. They don't, like you said, they don't hurt themselves. Yeah. 
They can be a problem. Doesn't mean the Bills can't beat them. Yeah. But they're a problem. Like from people to, sorry, I just want to say one last thing, Jenna, before I go to you. Just the fact that like people being like, oh, well, like the Titans drove the ball and they had two 100 yard rushers and then they, they fumbled yeah. it away and they shot themselves in the foot. Good teams make you shoot yourself in the foot because yeah. they don't make the mistakes and good teams yeah. make you force and make good plays. Well, like, that play is an example of just what Dan's talking about. Titans make a play, 40 yard run, whatever it was. And then JC Jackson comes in and goes all peanut Tillman on him, knocks the yeah. ball loose and the Patriots get it back. Yeah, now, that may no, be very true. poor run defense, but the play ended with great technique. Yep. To knock the ball away and get it back. Are they a little fortunate? Well, yeah, all that stuff. But he stripped the ball. That was not lucky. That's the way they play. They mm -hmm. don't make that many mistakes. They did give up that late touchdown in the first half. And what I saw in that game was, you know, they haven't shown it a lot, but teams, you can run on them. And I don't think that's a strength for the Bills going up against them because, yeah. you know, they yeah. don't run it well. Haven't shown they can cons consistently do that. I think a lot of Bills fans, though, are frustrated, Dan, because – some of the national media or people talking about how, you know, the Patriots have found their guy. It's going to be Mac Jones in New England for the next 20 years, all these things. And while I think that is somewhat hyperbolic, at the same point, I think you've seen Mac be able to consistently at least be able to get the ball downfield. I feel Hold like he's a, a game. Hold on a second. He's a game manager. Hyperbolic? On the Buffalo Plus podcast, you yeah. you flashing that Syracuse degree for all of us <laughs> right here? Yeah, from the, the 13 win closet. Yeah. <laughs> what um, do you mean? That's your closet. <laughs> that is my closet. <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%, Jenna, because Mac has not been asked to make a ton of plays. Correct. But what he is, is he is consistent. He makes the throws. The big thing I always hear from, you know, guys that are much smarter than me about quarterback play is that he's on time. Everything's on time. It's to the right guy, all of those things. And, and what, what it just comes down to is that the fact of like acting like he's not this, or he's not that, like, I don't know. He's like leading the league. He's like second in passer uh, completion percentage behind mm -hmm. Kyler Murray. And since week five, he's at the highest like QBR, like the guy is yeah. playing at a high level. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just don't want to see like this fact of like, it's like when your your ex girlfriend starts dating somebody new, and you're like, "Oh, he's he's awful." It's like, <laughs> it's like, no, I've actually hung out with the guy. He's pretty cool. Like he's not bad. Like we can yeah. have a conversation and grab a beer with him. But like, it's yeah. like, no, it, this can't be happening all over again. Yeah. Again, let me reiterate. Not saying the Patriots. I don't think they have enough playmakers to really be a Super Bowl contending team. I just don't think they have that. Where you need a guy to make a play like the Bills have, where it's hey. Force the ball to Savon Diggs. Hey, somebody in this, you know, Poyer, hide, make a play. They have that. But again, I think the Bills are going to be favored uh, on Monday night. They should be favored. They have the more talented team. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of who can make the least amount of mistakes. Yeah. And if you are the Patriots, you're coming into Buffalo going, we're a half a game ahead, right? Mm -hmm. um, we win this game. We're right in line now to be the number one seed in the AFC. That's the way they're going to be thinking, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they beat the Titans and you, you feel like whoever wins the game Monday, I think has a great chance to end up being the number one seed. I think that, you know, that loss will really hurt the Titans, but it will come down to that. And, you know, it's funny because the bills have beaten up on quarterbacks that make mistakes and they've done a good job with that. And they picked mm -hmm. them off and they've made plays. 
This guy doesn't make a lot of mistakes, like Dan said, and he spreads the ball around. In this game, he was 23 of 32, 310, two touchdowns. Rarely, out of the 32 throws, about three of them, you'll be like, wow, that was a really good throw. The other 29 are just, it's just out. It's there, and the guy's running, and they do figure out ways to get guys with yards after the catch. Uh They're always on Mm -hmm. the move catching the ball. It's different than what the Bills offense really is. Not a lot of yards after catch with the Bills in terms of their wide receivers. That's not really the big part of their offense. But it is with New England. They get the guys on the move, and he's looking for them in the right spot. So to go back to what Dan said in the beginning, the Patriots are a problem. It just bothers me, though, because if the Bills just were to take care of business and beat up on teams that they were supposed to, like they, they wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. Right. And the Patriots, though, I mean, they lost to the Dolphins early, early in the year. The difference between the two teams is – New England seems to have figured it out going along, and the Bills are still back and forth. Consistency, what Dan was talking about. Yeah, it's that inconsistency. If and when the Bills win on Monday night, it will be their best win of the season. Yeah, no question. Yeah, Agreed. And and everybody will say the Chiefs win, the Chiefs win, the Chiefs win. Not even close. No. The way you talk about teams coming into the game, the Patriots are probably the hottest team in the NFL, are, you know, way they're playing with yeah. they're averaging over the last six games they're averaging 35 points per game yeah it's crazy for, um, a, for for jenna for a game manager like when you think game manager you think alex smith yeah. all these guys with these boring offenses this is an offense that again kendrick Bourne, nelson aguilar guys that i'm like how is this offense scoring 35 points yeah but they're just consistent it's so funny actually mike it makes me think of you in terms yes. of this bills team because it's like do what you have to do now so you can do what you want to do later. Yep. The Bills didn't do what they had to do. You're right. Look at that. <laughs> My lessons keep coming back to you kids. Look at that. It really like is. a proud true. father. <laughs> well, it really is. But but just like with New England, they got burned by that first game of the year. And I know they had a rookie court. I know all those things going with it. But that game sticks in them because mm-hmm. if the Bills are to win, win the game on Monday – the Patriots know they're in a lot of trouble in the division because the bills will be a game ahead of them. We'll have at worst split the two games and we'll have one more division win. And all the bills will have to to do is win at home against the jets and they would win the tiebreaker in the division if they, you know, tie. So that would mean new England's only chance to win the division would finish a game ahead. If new England wins, then the pressure for the bills to win in Foxborough in their annual right after Christmas game will be massive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm already not looking forward to that game just because it's going to be the day after Christmas and it's going to be in New England at Gillette Stadium. It's going to be beautiful weather. I'm well, sure. I would tell you this it'll be a lot better game for Bills fans if they've won this game and put yes. themselves in a position uh, to win. But like I said, it's all right in front of the Bills. It really is. I mean, yes, New England's coming in. This is the way it is. This is like in the old days, it was the Bills and the Dolphins in these circumstances. Because the Bills never really challenged the Patriots in all those years. You think about it. They never were even close to challenging them. It was never the Bills. New England would win the division, and when they didn't, it was the Jets or the Dolphins. The Bills went all those years without winning it. So their challenge was always with Miami back Mm -hmm. in the day, back in the 90s. Now, this year, these two teams are tight. It's a rare thing for as long as they've been together for these two teams to be tight in the division. And I'll see what happens on Monday. Yep. We'll have plenty more coverage coming up. Um, 
Dan, can you kind of, or Mike, can you kind of explain like the Bills schedule now? Because yeah. well, it's kind of a baby buy. It's, it is. It's the combination of the two things. It's coming off the Thursday. They won. They gave them the few days off. And then with the Monday night game. So they, they basically moved the schedule. So the Bills will be back in town. You know, I'm not even sure when they were told to be back, but the first actual practice will be Thursday. Um, and, uh, you know, then they, they do Thursday like it's Wednesday and it moves on in their home. So, you know, Sunday becomes Monday. So they do get the extra time. I mean, it's, that's a nice plus. I mean, New England yeah. won today, somewhat physical game against the Titans. Um, and the Bills haven't played since Thursday. So that's, that's a plus for them. But it really starts on Thursday. I would think New England players might get an extra day off, you know, with a game coming up on Monday. So, mm-hmm. and then it's Belichick against Dayball. And McDermott against McDaniels, McDermott and Frazier. So it's what it's what you want. It's mm-hmm. just <laughs> it's gonna be a lot on Monday night. Yeah. It'll be certainly something to watch out for. All right, we'll have plenty more coverage coming up on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel for Mike and Dan. I'm Jenna. Thank you so much for watching. Please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe if you enjoy our content. Thanks for watching.